It's your boy Rabino. And this DJ Erm in the building. And you listen to the Up and Up podcast. Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? I don't know. Just listen. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What it do, what it do. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning to the Up and Up podcast. I'm your host, Rabino. And I'm DJ Erm, man. How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. You good? Yeah. It's good to see you. It's good been a minute. It's been a minute, right? For sure. I don't know, like two weeks? Yeah, like a month. About a month? Yeah. Like in month. podcast time, that's a month. Yeah, Two yeah, weeks yeah. is a month. Yeah, sure. everybody knows that. Yep. Um, for those of you first-time listeners, this is the Up and Up podcast. This is the podcast where we're focused on cultivating the culture. We do that by providing amazing stories of individuals, groups, movements who are out here just grinding, going after it, um, paving a way for themselves and others who are coming behind them. Um, I do always want to shout out the listeners. Please, please, if you want to continue supporting this podcast, you can find all the episodes on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just type in the Up and Up podcast, and that's where you can find it. Um, am I forgetting anything? You wanted to? What else do you want them to do? Like it too. Yeah, there you go. Okay. My man. Okay. Yeah, it's not right. It's not right if you don't force them to like it. Erm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, please make sure to stay tapped in with the Up and Up movement. We got a lot of great things coming ahead. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at underscore the Up and Up to stay tapped in. Uh, man, this is, uh, this has been, this has been co- quite the week, right? Quite the week. Quite the week, sure. man. Uh, definitely want to make sure we can start to show off by, um, paying our respects and, um, in remembrance of, you know, one of, one of the legends of our time, our yeah. generation, Nipsey Hussle, want to yeah. say rest in peace. Rest in um, peace, you know, such a solidified legacy. Do, do you, do you got any words or any remembrance of his legacy? Things you want to? Uh, share what I mean. What is, say, he's done a lot. He's done a lot for everybody. Yeah, I feel yeah. like in this room. Um, I mean, I tweeted something along the lines of what I'm about to say, but uh, he brought something out of me that I knew I had, but was kind of like hesitant to like, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like go forward and like push it out of myself. Yeah. But he forced it out of me, and um, he inspired me to do a lot of things. Um, you know, up and up, everything, give back. He he changed my whole outlook on life. Yeah, much, you know. So yeah, no, definitely. And I was a fan of his music. And, and that's the thing It's not even about the music When you talk about them That's what I'm that's saying That's the last thing I bring up Or I yeah. feel like a lot of people Bring up um, And yeah you know from, from from the team here And everybody in the room We definitely want to send our prayers To the family Friends um, Those who, sure. he, who He was associated with Whether uh, it was business Music Whatever the case is All the fans out there Who are hurting um, You know this is a time to heal Right And I think You know We have to keep each other close We have to make sure We tell each other We love each other And you know, uh, the biggest thing I want to say is, aside from, you know, also keeping them in their prayers or keeping um, them in our prayers, um, what's most important is we have to make sure we're we're not wasting the inspiration. I think a lot of times in life we have these insp- inspiring people who come in and out of this world, and it's our duty to, you know, make use of that inspiration. And so for those listening, watching, um, and, you know, for those out there who will get this message, my message is, for everything he's done and left on this earth, it's important for us to channel that hustle spirit. And that's spelled H-U-S-S-L-E, mm-hmm. right? That hustle spirit. Um, and put it into your planning. Keep them in your prayers, but keep them in your planning. With whatever it is you want to do, whatever it is you're trying to create, whatever it is you're trying to build, you know, put that hustle spirit into that planning. 
and, and leave that mark that Nipsey would want you to leave. Um, and with that, I also want to leave off on some great and powerful words from the man himself. And it goes, regardless of what you're into, regardless of what you've been through, I feel like I got to tell you, you got something to contribute. Rest in peace, Nip Hustle the Great. Rest in peace, man. Yes, yes. And on the note of cultivating culture, which is something he definitely uh, inspired us to do here at the Up and Up, if you're a consistent listener, you know how it goes. We bring we bring compelling stories up here. We bring a, we bring guests up here who who are living that lifestyle, who are living the up and up way, right? Mm-hmm. And who are cultivating culture. And I would say, you know, today's guest, um, man, there's a lot of things I can say about this woman. But one thing I can definitely say is she's definitely leading the charge uh, for all women of color uh, by using her voice to uplift, uh, empower, and really guide women through this maze we call life, right? Um, I would say she's a she's a culture cultivator herself, mm-hmm. and everything she's doing, she's keeping on the up and up, right? Yeah. I mean, there's nobody who's gonna be sitting in that seat <laughs> if they're not doing that, right? Um, you know, just to give you some insight on the work she's doing, she's the creator, visionary, and host of the Balanced Black Girl podcast, available for your listening pleasure on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Just pick up your phone; you'll find it. <laughs> and like it too. Yeah, and make sure you like it and listen <laughs> and and vibe to it. Um, you know, it's a show that actually has become one of the most thriving podcasts in this city, I would say for myself, um, just from watching, as well as beyond the city limits. Um, and in her words, she's putting black girl magic in motion, providing a dose of real life wellness for women of all color. Right? I like that. I like that. <laughs> black girl magic. Put, but put yeah. it in motion, you know? Yeah, Sometimes sir. black girl magic gets stuck. You got to put that thing in motion, right? <laughs> Um, and you know she's growing and glowing in this podcast space. So without further ado, it is my pleasure and our pleasure to pr- pr- you know to announce our guest, the balanced black girl her- herself, Lestrandra Alfred. Can we get a round of applause? Yeah, yeah. How you doing? Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming, That's a great man. Great intro. You. Hey, man. You know I'm working on it. <laughs> what did I say last time? I said every great album needs a good intro, right? So let's make a good album. Uh, <laughs> So, um, I, like I mean, that. yeah, usually we start to show off with a quote of the day, but I, I think that quote from Nipsey Hussle was, was you That's know, it, it, it ties into everything you're doing and I think we're doing as well. Um, and I'll, I guess I can read it off again. Regardless of what you're into, regardless of what you've been through, I feel like I got to tell you, you got something to contribute. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, with everything you're doing, you know, um, you, you are contributing, right? Regardless of what you've been through, regardless of how you see the world and your perspective, you're contributing. So, um, but for those out there who've never heard of the Black Girl or the Balanced Black Girl podcast, I, we always want we're gonna get to the to, to the grind. We're gonna get to behind the scenes and provide that context. But I always want to give you a chance to just tell people like what you know what what's, what do you, what is your aim with that podcast? What what are you guys trying to really accomplish there? Yeah, from your words. So, Balanced Black Girl has been part of an evolution of a brand that I've been building for about five years now. So I actually spent over four years building a fitness blog called The Balance Berry, where I shared like workouts and recipes and kind of basic wellness Mm -hmm. content that I turned into like an online personal training business and it just became this whole platform Mm. that I got really, really sick of (laughs) and knew I wanted to do something different, but didn't quite know what it was. And I have had this personal interest in wellness for so long and would go to a lot of wellness events and meetups and was always the only black girl there. Mm. And I was just constantly surrounded by people that I couldn't relate to, Mm -hmm. that I felt like there wasn't a connection with. Mm. And when I finally started like listening to that, I was like, well, I know I'm not the only black girl who's interested in wellness, so why am I the only one 
in this room because those rooms weren't really created with us in mind. Mm. So I was like, okay, well maybe I'll create something with mm. us in mind to include more people in the mm. conversation. Mm. That's I feel like everybody can can feel that um, being singled out feeling, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. I know I have. I know you have. I'm sure yeah, everybody in this room has. Sure. I know you have. What's up, man? Just walked in. <laughs> Shout out to the homie. <laughs> um, now, where where did where did it start for you? Where did you grow up? Are you are you are you hometown? Hometown? Yeah, I'm oh. local. I grew up in Skyway. Okay. Shout out Skyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we felt that <laughs> one. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm kind of yeah. close, so that's yeah. what, yeah. you know. Hell yeah. Well, I'm very close to Skyway. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so I guess in your experience growing up mm-hmm. um, in Skyway, Seattle, the greater Seattle area, yeah. um, being as that you are providing that platform f- saying, hey, I want to speak to what it means to be a balanced black girl. Yeah. Um, growing up as a young woman, I'm a young girl, what are some imbalances that you actually witnessed um, mm. that showed you, hey, there's something's off here? Yeah. Um, what, what are some things you went through growing up out here? That's a really good question. I mean, my interest in wellness started really early because I noticed a lot of people in my family having different health problems. Mm. And on one hand, having some family members who were like not interested in wellness at all and seeing them struggle with their health for mm. as long as I could remember. And then having my dad, who was actually always been a really big like health nut and got me really interested in that stuff from a mm. young age, kind of seeing that contrast <laughs> of what happens when you're interested in health and how you can kind of thrive and be good and what happens when you're not mm. and seeing that from a very young age and for me I always thought that stuff like that was really normal Mm. um, because I saw like my parents be interested in that stuff I saw my dad be interested in health I saw my mom you know exercise and do things like that Mm -hmm. so I thought stuff like that was normal Mm. and it wasn't really until I went to college that was the first time that I truly felt like a minority okay I didn't see people who look like me doing the things that I like yeah and it kind of it kind of make you feel like I don't want to rock the boat yeah by being that one person either yeah you know what i mean exactly no that's real yeah that's real mm-hmm. um and so wow i feel like wellness is so broad too oh yeah at the same time mm-hmm. like what i guess what was it like was there a specific thing a moment like i know for some people you know someone may pass away in their family from a complication or an illness and, and it forces them to want to lead a healthier lifestyle um was there like a pivotal moment for you that kind of pushed you down that path? Yeah, I would say the biggest moment for me was, uh, I was about 20. It was the summer between my junior and senior year of college, and I had an internship at Boeing. And it was my first time having to like sit still all day. It was like my first desk job. I was like sitting at this computer, bored out of my mind. And I was just like so tired. Like Mm. I literally couldn't keep my eyes open. I was like, I'm super young. Why am I so tired? And I realized, okay, well, if I exercise more and if I eat better, then I don't feel like I want to fall asleep at my desk. Mm. And making that connection between, like, the choices I made and physically how I felt mm. was, like, a light bulb. Yeah. 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 You got to wow. pay attention to the signs, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. know when I had a desk job, I just got addicted <laughs> to coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I never drank coffee in my life like that, you know? And I was just like, damn. So that's yeah. I feel like that is important, you yeah. know? Just thinking about how you work out, how you eat. Yeah. You know, you wake up better. Don't wake up like groggy and everything mm-hmm. like that. So you don't have to feel like that. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's mm-hmm. something I'm still kind of figuring out, you know. But yeah. it's, it's you know, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just gotta find what works for you too. Yeah, you know, some people got their vices that works. Like I know some people who look healthy on the outside, but they're unhealthy as hell oh, inside, yeah. right? Totally. Um, I know cats that go to the gym. 
and they're that guy in the gym just lifting everything. <laughs> <laughs> but they might be mentally unstable. You never yeah. know. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. I think um, you gotta you gotta just pay attention to everything, every aspect of it, because it's all interconnected at the end of the day too. Totally. Um, now I wanna I wanna get into this this transitional period, yeah. right? Of when you you've experienced what it means to uh, live a, a healthier lifestyle, push wellness yeah. um, in all aspects. When when was it? When was it for you when you were like, all right, it's time to boss up. It's time to like, it's time to do me. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's when you create a platform such as yours, yeah. it's, it's, it's really about I need to do me and I want to do it my way. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that transition like for you? Yeah, I feel like 2018 for me, the whole year was kind of leading up to that transition. Mm-hmm. So at the very beginning of 2018, I'd gone to this wellness conference in L.A., like at the very beginning of the year. And I had met a lot of other like people who I knew from like the Internet space, the blogging space. And I went, and yet again, it was one of those events where there were, like, hundreds of people there, and there were probably, like, five women of color out of, like, 300 people at this event. It's like a trend. I'm I'm noticing a trend here. It was a trend. Exactly. (laughs) And again, I was like, for real? Like, this is so uncomfortable. And on my way flying back to Seattle, I had gotten an email from a girl who read my blog at the time who was like, hey, Les, I noticed that you were at this event. Like, I'm a woman of color. I like following you because you're one of the few women of color I see in the space. Mm. Looked like that event was pretty white. Like, thank you for (laughs) being there and for representing for all of us. And I was like, oh, like, I'm not the only one who notices. Other people see it, too. And then I was like, man, there's like a real diversity issue here. Somebody should do something about that. And then just didn't really think about it again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then later things kept happening where that theme kept recurring. And then I finally realized, oh, I should do something about Mm. that. Not like somebody else, but like Mm, I can do something about it. Mm, Wow. That's big. Yeah. For real. Not a lot of people make that. Not not a lot of people challenge themselves and hold themselves accountable to be that change that they really want to see. We talk yeah. about it. I tweet about it. People tweet about it. There's certain things I tweet about all the time that I'm, I'm probably never going to make a move on. I don't know. Yeah. It's, we're just conditioned it's, to think yeah. like that. Yeah, and yeah. it's like how you said that, gr- you know, that girl noticed, like, like pretty much all you guys notice it, but sometimes yeah. it's not like. We don't say it. You guys don't say it, you yeah. know, or we don't yeah. say it, actually. But, um, but you feel it. But you feel it, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, like, yeah, there's events where it's like I'll see, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be outnumbered, like people of color, and I'll see that one person. We just kind of look at each other, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's we don't, yeah. but we don't say nothing. But <laughs> mm-hmm. we're just, we kind of just know what's up. Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I, you know, damn. Yeah. But um, so I kind of want to get into podcasting now. So yeah. what steps did you take to like start your podcast? Pretty much. <sighs> yeah. What was that? Like, what was like the beginning like <laughs> stages of it? Yeah. So let's see. It was last fall. I just honestly got the idea for it. I was ready to end my old fitness blog. I had had a bunch of personal training clients that I was training like online and I just decided to shut it all down. Like I sent my clients an email. I was like, this month is going to be the last month of your training. Mm-hmm. I'm canceling all your payments. Like this is going away. It's like cease and desist. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's big. Yeah, and then I took about a month off from doing any of it, from blogging, a bunch of time off of social media. Like, I just completely took a break. I was like, I want to do something different. I don't know what that thing is yet, so I'm just going to, like, fall all the way back till I get a better idea. Mm-hmm. And one day I was literally just, like, sitting, working on the computer, and the idea for Balanced Black Girl just popped into my head, and mm-hmm. it was like, Balanced Black Girl, it needs to be a podcast. Mm. And then I ordered a microphone and launched it like a week later. Yeah. 
um, and just jumped in and honestly didn't really think about it. I just did it. So you just did it. Just, just did it, it and there. just put it out there. Yeah. That's a that's a powerful message. Very powerful. <laughs> no, seriously, because a lot of people need to understand. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Figure it out. Yeah. You know, I, we tell people all the time. We even though me and them had chemistry when before we did this podcast, we did hundreds. Not hundreds, okay, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> like 50, 50, close to 50, close to like 50 test shows. Yeah. And I know this guy, I've known this guy for forever. Yeah. So it wasn't even a matter of that. It was a matter of, yo, let's let's just work through it. Yeah. Let's figure it out. And you got to do it. You got to order that equipment. You got to yep. make that purchase. You got to yep. invest that money, right? Um, Don't wait for it to be perfect because mm. you'll wait forever. Mm. Just put yeah. it can, you, can you say that again? That was powerful. Yeah. If you're waiting to to be perfect to launch something, you're gonna be waiting forever. Put it out there and then make it better as you go. Yeah, that's wow. very powerful. Yeah. Because yeah, I am my toughest critic, and if I waited mm-hmm. for everything to be perfect, mm-hmm. y'all be waiting forever. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm yeah. curious. I'm curious also because, um, you know, like what we do here on our podcast, um, what people are normally used to seeing is me and this guy. Yeah. But there's so many other people involved. Yeah. Right. Whether it's um for just advice, whether it's for suggestions whether it's for things that they don't like and don't want us to do things like that um when you were creating the balanced black girl podcast did you have people that you were consulting with Uh, because you know it is your baby it is it is your idea it came from you were you open to like hey this is what i want to do what do you guys think or were you like i'm just gonna do it i don't care what nobody says kind of a combination of both i mean i was gonna do it and didn't care what anybody said regardless (laughs) but i did bounce the idea off of a couple of people like hey here's what i'm thinking and everybody that I talked to was like, yes, mm. just, just, yes, mm-hmm. like just do it. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to do it anyway, but yeah. it was nice to get that validation. And what yeah. kind of, what kind of research do you have to do for that? Like, like, did you go listen to other pod? Were you a podcast listener beforehand? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've been listening to podcasts for years. And with my old blog, I would have people say like, oh, Les, you should start a podcast. And I'm like, I don't have anything to talk about. The Balance Barrier didn't have anything to talk about. <laughs> but as soon as I knew that that was the direction I wanted to go, I was like, oh, there's a lot to talk about yeah. <laughs> in yeah. that area. Yeah. 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 No, that's what's up. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, we get this question all the time. I'm pretty sure you do. But a lot of people come to us like, man, how do I start a podcast? What yeah. do I need? This and that. Yeah. And um, so I would – what I want to ask you is like like a ballpark estimate of how much money do you need to really start a podcast? Because people kind of look at it, see a lot of equipment, be yeah. like, man, I'll probably need like this, this, this. So what would you say? Like how much did you really need to like start? Bare bones. I mean, I'm a lot scrappier than y'all. Y'all are legit, and you have a whole situation. Yeah. I'm very scrappy. No, no, nah, nah, it's all good. But, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you know, like it could. It I'd say probably eighty to hundred bucks to get like a microphone yeah. and a Libsyn account exactly. to host it. I yeah. mean, if you have a laptop, you could even use your phone. You could record it on headphones of your phone. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Man. It's crazy. Another Nipsey quote popped in my head, but uh, he had a he had a line that said, "Scared money never made a purchase." Mm-hmm. And like when I hear that, I'm like, "Yo, yeah. it doesn't matter exactly h- how great of equipment or quality of something you're trying to get. It's are you willing or are you afraid to actually just make a purchase yeah. at the end of the day? That's really what it comes down to, right? Yeah. Um, and and I'm also curious because part of it is like I'm just gonna do it. Because I know it needs to be done. Yeah. But you also need to reflect as you go. Absolutely. So that you have mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. Because I know um, how important it is to have that why. Mm-hmm. Right? Was your why so was it was your why like really defined when you first started? Or at what point do you would you say, Okay, this is it. I know exactly what I'm doing. Was there a moment? Did you get someone 
gave you some feedback or said, hey, I love this because of this, this, this. Like, what was that moment yeah. for you when a it was defined? A little bit. A little bit, yeah. One of the other things I forgot to mention earlier that was a part of my big inspiration with starting Balanced Black Girl was I had gotten really burnt out of fitness. And I was like, I don't want to create fitness content anymore. I don't want to do recipes. I don't want to do workouts. But there's a lot of other amazing black women and women of color who do, who don't get mm-hmm. visibility. Mm-hmm. So it was to create a platform to introduce my audience to those women. Mm. That was another big part of go. it. Wow. There you go. To like amplify yeah. those other yeah. people. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm over workouts, but this other girl still creates amazing workouts. Mm. So why don't yeah. y'all follow her and, you know, yeah. get your life right, basically. Wow. And so that was a big part of the intention as yeah. well. And a lot of the feedback that I've gotten from my audience is that people really like that, but then people also still want to hear more from me, which Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting. I thought, okay, I'll just facilitate conversations to introduce y'all to these other people. But people are like, oh, Les, we like you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) People say that shit to us all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we're – because, I mean, us being podcasters, it's like – um, when you, when, when your reasoning for doing this, turning on the microphones and having these conversations is bigger than anything that's going on in the room. Yeah. Um, it's hard for you to make it about yourself. Yeah. Right. Like it's hard for, like, it's hard for me to sit here and be like, you know, I want to talk my shit. Nah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I want to share some shit. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Through a different voice. And so, um, what was, uh, what was that first guest that made you feel like, okay, this, this, this can work. Yeah. This can have some impact. I think the the f- not well, to discredit anybody that no, came before them either. because I've loved all my guests, but I yeah. think for me, one of the biggest turning points was the first time I had someone reach out and say they wanted to be on the show. Mm. And that first interview that I did where a, a woman's PR team reached out and said, hey, our founder just found your show. She would love to be a part of it. And I interviewed her, and it was still one of my favorite interviews that I've done today. It is a woman named uh, Kristen Henderson. She's a professor of public health, and she owns a website called Black and Green, which is an online marketplace that sells all of these like natural, non-toxic like body care products mm. that are all made by black women artisans. Wow. So she only sells products that are made from these black women who create like healthy, that's sustainable dope. products. That's dope. Yeah, that's really dope. And it was super cool because I, I learned from her. Like she, We just had such a great interview, but it was just a real moment of like this amazing woman who has an amazing platform sought out my platform mm-hmm. and wanted to come be mm-hmm. a part it was just the coolest experience. it's an affirmation you yeah. know i love that too yeah because you never know who's watching yeah that's the biggest thing i'm learning exactly the social media period whether you're just on social media wilding out yeah. <laughs> or you're actually doing something constructive and productive yeah you never know who's watching it right yeah um that's that's important now one thing I really love about your show is the listener engagement, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm a firm believer in any type of content you're putting out there, um, any platform that you have, it's always important to acknowledge your audience, acknowledge your listeners. Those are the people who are actually supporting you. Yes. Um, and you do that in a multitude of ways. But one way is you also have your um, Feel Good Fridays, mm-hmm. right, which I yeah. listened to last Friday. <laughs> or this past <laughs> Friday. Yeah, where am I did at you right felt now? good? Yeah. Yeah, it did. It did make me feel good. Um, but I guess, was that like an intentional thought? Like I need to acknowledge my listeners or was it just like, I see this podcast doing something and this podcast doing something. I guess I should do it. Like, what was that thought process like? No, it was totally listener feedback. Mm. Uh, I had at the end, let's see. So I launched the podcast back in October and was coming out with an interview a week for the first like two months. And then at the very end of December, I just did like a 2018 recap of like, here's everything that happened with me in 2018. And it was kind of the first more personal Mm -hmm. solo episode I had done. 
And people just really took to it. And they were like, hey, we like the interviews, but we also like just hearing from you. I do miss getting wellness advice from you. Is that something you could do more of? So I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll just do 10 minutes every Friday of Mm. me just giving like a wellness tip or a piece of advice Mm -hmm. for the week. And the listeners really love it. Yeah. No, that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. And I think, man, the biggest thing, and I love love the platform you have. Um, Anytime someone wants to do something in the podcast space or wants to create something, um, I'm always thinking about ownership. That's mm-hmm. like my main thing. Like yeah. I'm always thinking about like, yo, the biggest thing is you own everything you're doing. Yep. You own the narratives you're putting out there. You're in control of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a responsibility too, right? Oh yeah. So do you, do you feel like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to come off as like the all knowing for black girls. Do totally. You, do you ever feel like that? I absolutely do. And that is why I try to be really careful with balanced black girl. <laughs> I never describe myself as a balanced black girl because I don't want balanced black girl to be any one thing because blackness in and of itself isn't any one thing. And mm-hmm. I think that that's a myth that needs to be dispelled mm-hmm. that it's, it's a spectrum and it can look any different variety of ways and every which variety of way is beautiful and incredible. And the way being a balanced black girl looks to one woman can be totally different than how it looks for me. Yeah. And that's great. And I want to tell all of those stories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you just, you just don't want to put yourself in a position where um, you have to take on an unnecessary responsibility. That's not yeah. – no, it's no one's responsibility to speak for every single black person no, out here. at all. That's it's impossible. N- yeah, and yeah. I, I think that's, a, that's also some, somewhat of a problem for a lot of what um, – like what we look for in leaders. You yeah. know, we, we try to deem someone a leader because they're on a certain pedestal or they have certain influence, right? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily make them the right person. Um and I, I just I, I just love hearing about other podcasts like what like the experience. I think we have our experiences. I'm sure others do as well. Um, but what's what was something like you you first saw in the future for this podcast? Like is there is there like a greater a greater goal, a greater thing that you want to accomplish? Right? Like do you want to do a balanced black girl conference or something? <laughs> like I, you know what I mean? Like there's so many things you can do with this. Yeah. Um, did you have that in mind when yeah, you first started? Yeah, there's like a couple of different things, that some of which I had hoped for and some of which I hadn't, but like now have big dreams and ideas for. It's kind of like you were saying earlier how as soon as you start a podcast, everybody starts asking, how can I start a podcast? Mm-hmm. I definitely want to put more out there to help get more black women starting podcasts. Please, because I think please do. I think us sharing our voices and our narratives is so important. So I'm going to be coming out with resources soon um, to really start helping more marginalized voices come out with their own podcasts. Yes. Super simple. So I I really want Balanced Black Girl to be like an all-encompassing media platform Mm. to continue to elevate more voices. Mm -hmm. And then also that in real life component. Like my listeners, that's been their biggest thing. They want community. They're like, we want to meet you. We want to meet each other. We want to connect in real life. Can what's we that, what's that like together? when someone's like, I want to meet you? And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> you want to meet me? I'm like, why? <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's a compliment. Yeah, yeah. And so definitely more in real life components. We had the we have the book club that was kind of the first iteration of that. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I would love to do more wellness pop-ups and yeah. meetups and yeah. more speaking, live podcasts. So those are definitely yeah, coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So how, how did the book club like come about yeah. pretty much. That's dumb. I try to start <laughs> a book club story, one time. Yeah. That shit's hard. That shit's hard. Honestly, I think I remember that. Yeah. It <laughs> is hard. Honestly, um, this is gonna sound really ridiculous given like recent events in my life, but 
basically Becoming came out and I was like, oh, Becoming, like it's Michelle Obama. I love Michelle Obama. I'm excited for this book. I really want to read it. I wonder if other people would want to like meet up and talk about it. So Mm -hmm. like I had just gotten my copy of Becoming back in like November and I posted a picture of me like with the book on Instagram so that my followers could see like, hey guys, I'm reading this. If you want to join me, like tag me in your pictures with you with Becoming and let's have a meetup. And thinking it it was just going to be a one-time thing of like, I'm excited about this book and so we did that back in January and I had like a really solid group of women get together and by the time we were leaving they were like Celeste what's the next book I was like oh uh, (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I guess we're gonna do this again and so we've been picking a book every other month um and does that uh, does that group grow like are you is it like kind of if you weren't there from the jump, then you can't jump in? Anyone can jump in. Okay, okay, Anyone cool. can jump in, yeah. And then we have a lot of people participating virtually. So I have, like, a little segment of my, like, newsletter list that is devoted mm. to, like, book club updates. So people mm. who just want to read yeah. what we're reading and connect about it in my Facebook group. And All right. So now this is what I want you to discuss as well because you do a lot. Like just you and yourself, right? Having all these things that you're running aside from the podcast. Yeah. um, Can you give some like real authentic insight into the type of work that has to be done behind the scenes? Because a lot of people only see what they see on the surface and think it's like cookie cutter and it's, you know, instant overnight. Press a button. Here we go. Let's do it. Um, Can you talk a little bit or speak to kind of like what that entails, what type of sacrifices you have to make oh, to, yeah. to run this platform? Totally. I mean, it's a 24-7 thing. It's in all night, all weekend, every night, mm-hmm. every weekend. I have to make a lot of tough decisions about what I do and what I don't do. Mm. I let people down a lot. I disappoint people mm. a lot when mm-hmm. I can't do things or when yeah. I'm not available to things because I've dedicated myself and put a lot of kind of pressure on myself to produce a lot and that is definitely a high priority and so it's a constant juggle between Mm -hmm. making things happen every day to really work towards that greater goal but also still trying to have a little bit of it's funny that i keep naming Mm -hmm. all these things after balance because i'm not balanced (laughs) at all well that is the goal right (laughs) we're we're, we're heading towards balance right yeah 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 so it's it's a constant but it's there's work and there's production in everything. I mean, you guys know that. Yeah, it's no, and I, I definitely applaud you for handling that because there's a lot of people who, um, again, I, I think what this show aims to provide is context pretty yeah. much, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to talk about people's wins, but we also want to talk about some of the L's. We want to talk about, you know, some of the the practices, right? Yeah. I'm using sports references. I don't know. <laughs> sports references <laughs> are the easiest references to use, first of all. <laughs> I don't care. Nobody says. Um now, you mentioned a book club, mm-hmm. and uh, you mentioned becoming, and I know uh, from seeing, you know, I'll be on Instagram, I'll be on the gram. <laughs> I don't know, these guys are laughing. Um, <laughs> they be distracting me sometimes, I don't know. But um, from, from, from seeing on Instagram, um, you had the honor of actually being a part of what looked like a closed, really exclusive session uh, for becoming with Michelle Obama herself, right? Yes. So wow. how the hell did you get that <laughs> close to the first lady? <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> so, oh my goodness, just being really blessed and favored. I'll put it that way. Um, so basically one of my coworkers, cause I do have a, a full-time job. One of my coworkers used to work for president Obama's reelection campaign back in 2012. And mm. she was on the team supporting, um, the Tacoma Dome like tour stop okay. that Michelle had done. And so she knew that I did a book club or that I had a book club getting together 
for Becoming. And so she was like, hey, one of my coworkers had a book club for Becoming. Can we save her a ticket to go to the Tacoma Dome mm. so that I could go, like, go see the, the tour show for yeah. free? So she shared that with the team that was putting together the show, and they were like, oh, well, Mrs. Obama really likes meeting with book clubs before the show stops. Mm. And so they, like, reached out to me, and it, it was literally through, like, an email and the contact form of my website. <laughs> And wow, was like, wow. hi, I'm Michelle Obama's publishing agent. Would your book club be interested in meeting again with her? And I'm like. You're like spam. This is spam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? And then so I read the email. And then five minutes later, I get a phone call of like the woman calling me. Basically oh, wow. like, we need to get moving on this if you're interested. And I was like, yeah, let's uh, tell me when to be there. Was it, like, a, con- was it a confident <laughs> like, yeah, let's do this. Or was it like, uh Okay. <laughs> I it was like that, shock and disbelief. Yeah. 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 So that's I how bet. that that came to be. So that same group that met in January for that first becoming meeting is is who I brought wow. to the, come to the group. That's big. That is. It was crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. yeah in yeah. the best way. It was like the best day. So well, shit. I've never met anybody who actually met the Obamas. <laughs> so this is dope. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess within that session that you had with her, yeah. I'm sure she sh- she dropped a lot of gems. Oh, so many. Um, but I guess what is some what is I guess what are some things or what is, what is some of the best advice she gave to you or to the group as a whole yeah. that that stuck with you? Yeah, a lot that I think will resonate with this conversation for sure. We were asking her just a lot of questions around her story, maybe things that she left out of the book, and what made her want to share in the first place. And something she said that really stuck with me was that when people don't know your story, they'll basically fill in gaps for you, and they're usually wrong. So when you share your story, (laughs) you control your narrative, and you control what people know about you because you're not leaving anything up for the imagination for people to fill in with whatever Mm. they want, and you can own your story. And Mm. the last thing she said to me before we left was, like, she gave me a really big hug after I told her about the podcast, and she said, thank you for using your voice. Like, that's... Wow. And I and then I just immediately start crying. But wow. um, <laughs> I'm about to cry. Right? No. Tissue, bro. Somebody yeah. give it to <laughs> Nah, man, that's big. Yeah. That's crazy yeah. to think that you were like, all right, let me buy this microphone and see if this shit's gonna work. And then it it just turns into something greater, you know, yeah. it turns into this. And um I I feel like you hit a certain point where you don't get surprised when things happen as well, right? Like when you've put enough work in and you've seen things be delivered consistently. Um, obviously it's shocking, but yeah. you're like, man, you know what? I put in a lot of work and, um, I think, I don't think this is a coincidence. I think maybe yeah. I should be in this moment. Mm. Did you feel that or no? So, I mean, it's Michelle Obama. So I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I don't know if I felt, I, yeah. I don't know if I'm there yet. Maybe if I meet her again, maybe Oprah next, then I'll be like, okay. 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 Speak that shit. Oprah, <laughs> are you listening? Trying to make it Oprah. real. Um, What's up, Oprah? Holla at me. I honestly, in that moment, it just didn't really feel real. Like, it just felt very surreal, yeah. but but very, I don't know. She's also, like, super personable and yeah. really friendly, yeah, so it yeah. was, like, yeah. a very easy conversation. Yeah, and I think, no, that's dope, though, man. I think you do have to control your story, Yes. right? Like, especially nowadays, man. Social media, yeah. fake news, whatever you want to call it, man. Mm-hmm. People are out here just trying to twist narratives left and right. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad. I'm glad that you were able to... Uh, share that. And one thing I do love about um, the way you portray the platform and as well as carry yourself is you're very transparent, mm-hmm. right? And we were talking about that the other day. It's mm-hmm. like, um, where's that line of transparency, though? Yeah. Where you're like, am I 
am I just rubbing it in their faces mm-hmm. or am I just being honest with my process because they need to know this is what it is. Yeah. Um, how do you deal with that or do you deal with that at all? I do. That's something that I think a lot about and my approach to it, and I don't know if this is like the right or wrong, I'm not saying this is like the way to go, but this is just what has worked for me is I have certain areas that I'm willing to be very open and transparent about in certain areas that are just kind of off limits and you'll never really hear me talk about mm-hmm. publicly. So for those things that I deem like, yes, this is a yes area of like my personal wellness journey or my business and how I'm building my business and how I use my platform and the people I serve. Like I will go all in. Mm-hmm. I will be wide open. Mm-hmm. I will talk about anything and everything. And then other parts of my life that I don't really share publicly, yeah, yeah. You, just, you just won't hear me talk about because yeah. I just don't even put that on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. So, um, well, Nipsey read a lot of books. Um, I'm going to say that, but, um, what were, what are some of the books that you probably recommended the most to people or you Mm. like some of the books you guys read or anything like that? Cause I know there's people that want to read books and they just don't know what to read, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So now that balanced black girl is an actual book club, which was not my (laughs) my intention at the beginning, we've been focusing on black woman authors. So becoming was our very first book. Our second book was well-read black girl, which was amazing. So it was an anthology, um, collection of essays by different black women writers. And then right now we're reading a book called Eloquent Rage by a woman named Brittany Cooper, who's a sociology professor, and it's all about black feminism. Um, but I think in terms of finding good reads, I mean, for me, it's been all about recommendations from people I trust Okay. who are yeah. people who are like really talking about things that I want to know about or who are knowledgeable about things that mm-hmm. I want to know about and asking mm-hmm. them for recommendations. I kind of to that same point we were just talking about in terms of like owning our narratives and owning our stories. I've really been wanting to seek out more black mm. authors so that I could really like dive into that. Mm. Um, but a lot of it has just been like community asking people what to read. Yeah. 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 One thing, I'll, one thing I, I'm, I'm gathering here is you, p- you acknowledge those who are acknowledging you. Right. I yeah. think that's yeah. important. I, 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 um, I've seen a lot of like really, um, successful entrepreneurs uh, you know i'd be i'd be going on youtube rabbit hole sometimes and i'd just be <laughs> it's easy wa- to do. yeah i'd be watching random videos but yeah. uh, gary v <laughs> you guys oh, yeah, know who gary v is yeah. yeah he he talked about that he talked about how important it is to acknowledge those people who are engaging with your content mm-hmm. even if it's you know not a lot of people yeah. you still got to make them known or make them feel like they're known make them feel like they're you know being seen and heard and i think you do a really good job of that um, I'm definitely taking notes right now as mm-hmm. we're having this conversation because yeah. you know we do we do we try our hand at that and we're trying to get better at it. We do our listener appreciation week mm-hmm. every ten episodes, and um, so if you're listening, hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> Episode forty, pull up. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I think um, I think you definitely are kind of building some sort of blueprint that you can say, hey, this is for for young women of color to use, man, because. I can't tell you how many girls walk up to me talking about they want to start a podcast. Yeah. And it's like, I can tell you how to do it, but the fact that you are actually a woman who's doing it, yeah. I think you really um, would be the best voice for them. Yeah. yeah. Well, And it's like, when people ask questions about how do I start a podcast, it's not, people will ask questions about the tech of like, what microphone do I need? What do I do? That's not what people are struggling with. People are struggling with feeling comfortable with their voice, with feeling comfortable mm. with their message, mm. and feeling like they have a right to put that out there. Like, mm. you can Google what microphone to get. You can Google yeah, how to yeah. start a podcast. Yeah. People ask that, but that's not why they're asking. They're asking for advice to, like, how do I feel comfortable putting my voice yeah. out there? Yeah. And that's the advice people need. And yeah. oftentimes, I think especially women, 
because in a lot of ways we can be trained to be seen and not heard mm. that feeling comfortable putting your voice out there can be really really scary yeah no that's actually a really good point that's definitely a good point yeah. i mean it's a very male dominant society we live in so males feel like they can just say whatever the hell they want <laughs> it is this is true <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> it is it's, it's the truth but um yeah no i'm glad you said that though it is your why i think yeah. it just goes back to your why like mm -hmm. this podcast what we're doing with up and up would not exist if we didn't know why we were doing it and that's aside from any equipment or anything that's going on in yeah. this room it's about why we're sitting here having this conversation mm -hmm. and i'm sure same goes for you so for anybody listening and watching out there you know find your why you know find your why figure out what it is you really want to you know essentially die for you know and yeah. you want to live and stand by pretty much mm -hmm. right and who you want to hear it mm. who needs to receive that message yeah be really clear yeah that's that's big too yeah. man we just that's built like we just built a podcast on this podcast <laughs> 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 somebody yeah, right? someone's listening <laughs> anybody listening you, you got yourself some you know um now i do also want to make make sure we give you a chance to talk about things that are coming up on the horizon yeah. you know um, i know you working i know you got things planned in the pipeline so um for those listening watching um how can they get in touch with things that you got coming down the line. First, let's tell them what you got coming, then we can tell them how to get in touch. Yeah, so definitely more events. So we're going to have our next book club meeting in May. I'm sorry, Michelle is not going to be there, but I would still love calling oh, y'all to come. <laughs> oh, oh, Barack's going to be there. Uh, Bar okay, okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. <laughs> It's actually, it's funny. After that happened, so many people are like, how can I join the book club? I'm like, here's how you can sign up. I'd love to have you. Michelle ain't coming back. But like, <laughs> just, <laughs> just so you Asterix. know, Michelle so we're clear. She's not coming back, <laughs> but I would still love to have you. Oh, um, so our Eloquent Rage meetup is going to be in May. Um, and then after that, for the summer, planning a couple of workout pop-ups and live podcasts. More info coming soon. So mm, if you want information ooh. on that, you can follow me on Instagram at balanceless and at Balance Black Girl Podcast, and that's usually where I announce everything coming up. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got it. No, I was gonna ask. Yeah, you, I was yeah. gonna say the social media handles everything, oh. but you know, <laughs> she held it down. Jumped in. <laughs> I was like, "Where's he about to say?" I was like, <laughs> "He came in passionate on that one." <laughs> Um, you, you know the live shows too. I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. I'll definitely be at a live show. Yeah, I'm excited to do. I'm, I've never. Have you guys done? A we live have not done, but show? we talk about it all the time. Yeah, That's we, why we, we, we like, were actually yeah. supposed to do one, and then some things fell through. But yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nah, yeah, but um, yeah, I think live shows are definitely dope. I see a lot of other podcasts do it. Yeah, I think I think the space you're in. I think the space we're in. It, it makes sense to mm -hmm. do them too because mm -hmm. you know. Um, I know if we do one, we're definitely going to try to have a guest there and yeah. um, interview the same way we would do here. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, whereas some podcasts where it's just about the host and mm -hmm. they're you know just talking their shit, um, that can be kind of hard. I don't know. I feel like you have to really yeah. build a strong listenership to do that. Like Joe Budden's podcast, they they tour, yeah. and it's just them talking about what the hell we see on Twitter and shit all, yeah. the, all day. But mm -hmm. you know they have an audience, so mm -hmm. who wants to come see it? So yeah, um, yeah we'll be learning from you. We'll be, we'll sure. be watching. Yeah. <laughs> Lead the way. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Nah, definitely. Um, now, do you got anything else? I know you would. No? Nah, no? Cool. You sure? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to interrupt nah, again? Nah, 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 bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so with that being said, you know, I always ask this question to, to end off our shows um, with, with all our guests. It's something to kind of, you know, sum up what we talked about as well as cast what's ahead. Um, so if you can, what's one word to describe what keeps you on the up and up? And you can explain it if, yeah. if, you, if you'd like. Yeah. 
Honestly, I would have to say, and it's going to sound cheesy, but I would have to say community Mm. because so much of what inspired me to start my platform was feeling really isolated, moments of isolation and feeling Mm. like I didn't fit and and wanting like-minded people around me, wanting that sense of community. So creating that for myself and others, I think, is what definitely Mm. motivates me. Yeah. Yeah. Community, man. Yeah. That's all we got. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Wow. That was good. That was good. We we've got community before, right? We well, I swear we got we got to just write yeah. them down now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, nah, but that, but that, yeah. Board or something. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Um no, that was great. And I I, I do agree with that though. I think everything yeah. we're doing here is going towards a community. Yeah. Whether whether it's a niche community or whether it's the greater community, mm-hmm. um all the work is relative. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, with that being said, I definitely want to thank you for coming to the show. Thank you for First and foremost. Me. Thank you. Um, and you know you got support here from, you know, whatever it is you got coming down the line. Just let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, man, you know, I, this is a powerful episode for sure. Mm-hmm. I think um, a lot of people can learn from this. And, you know, I definitely want to, again, you know, uh, you know, send send our condolences to, to Nipsey Hussle's family and friends and, and everybody involved uh, with him in his life. Uh, man, I'm excited for I'm excited for what's to come, man. I'm pumped right now. I don't know why. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the mode. You, you guys got, you guys want to give shout outs or something? I don't know. Go ahead, bro. You, you good? got it. You, you got it. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, I think it's safe to say, Lestrandra Alfred is officially a member of the Up and Up. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yo, what up? It's Rubino. And this is DJ Earn. We hope you enjoyed that episode and that now you have a better understanding of what it means to live life on the Up and Up. To continue supporting the podcast and the entire Up and Up movement, be sure to rate, review, like, and subscribe. As well as follow us at underscore the Up and Up on all social media platforms to stay connected with everything the Up and Up has coming your way. Thanks for listening. And until the next one, keep it on the Up and Up.